Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Come to the edge, he said. They said, we are afraid. Come to the edge, he said. They came. He pushed them and they flew. This morning we are ending our series based on Dennis Merritt Jones' The Art of Uncertainty. The key there being the art, I think, partly. An art is a skill acquired by experience, study, or observation. In other words, it's conscious. It's something that we, that we choose to invest in and something that we pay attention to. The art of uncertainty, how to live in the mystery of life and love it. I was thinking about that and I was wondering why is it that some of us love to read mysteries when they're about something or somebody else? When it concerns us, we would prefer to know the beginning, the middle, and the end. But we don't, do we? We don't. So all this month, we started week one talking about how to live in the mystery and love it. I talked about life as being a mystery. And I think it's how you approach it, isn't it? We can approach it as a mystery and we just can't wait to see what happens next. Or we can approach it with dread because we don't know what's going to happen next. Neither of those changes anything, but the first one makes... (laughs) (laughs) First one makes it a whole lot more fun, right? Uh, We talked about, I talked about the idea of faith and trust, because I think that in order to really embrace and live in the mystery of life and love it, we have to have a foundation that's based on a belief that life is for us, that there is nothing or no one trying to test us to see just how much we can take. There is no force uh, trying to trip us up or instill itself in us to make us do weird things. Um, That in fact, there is something that is everything that is us that is for us. That helps a lot. When we know that whatever it is, that which I call God, God's got this. Even at the moment I might not know, I know something does. That enables me to be a whole lot more trusting, a whole lot more creative, and a whole lot more excited about waiting to see what happens next versus dreading what's going to happen next. And then, of course, we had to talk about, well, we didn't, but I did. I had to talk about the idea of control because it's a lie. The only thing that we have any possibility of controlling whatsoever is our next thought, and most of us don't do that very well either. (laughs) (laughs) Then the next week, Larry talked about the wisdom of knowing what and when to let go. That whole idea of the best laid plans, that whole idea of uh, life is what happens when we are busy planning our next move, whatever it is, that sometimes we need to go with the flow which makes it a whole lot easier when we trust that something is there going going with us, standing with us. 
and not being attached necessarily to exactly how it's going to unfold and exactly how it's going to look and then being really upset when it doesn't come out exactly like that. Because then we spend a whole lot of time being upset about what didn't happen or what did happen that we didn't want to happen and then we miss the next thing that happens, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Joseph Campbell said that sometimes we have to be willing to let go of the life we had planned so that we can accept the life that is waiting for us. And I don't know about you all, but sometimes it seems like the life I had planned might have been way different than what showed up. And then I get to choose whether I'm going to be really upset that this showed up and it wasn't in my plan, or I can ask myself, okay, what's mine to do here? What's up with this? That can be interesting, and again, it makes it a whole lot, the journey a lot better. Because don't you find that when you stand firm and dig in and get really upset because things are not as you wish them to be, That makes you really tired, or maybe that's just me. We can waste a lot of energy objecting rather than just investigating, okay, this is the hand, now how am I going to play it? What am I going to do? Week three, Larry talked about commitment versus interest, which I take to mean really asking this question over and over and over again, how how invested am I in my own life? Because some of us, I think, at some times, are the audience rather than the actors. And I don't think that's our assignment. I don't think that we um, are here um, to be watching. I think we're here to be in it. I think that we came to suit up and show up, and that we came to play. And so, can we be invested in our own lives? Or do we just sort of watch them? So today I'm going to talk about choice. And I'm going to talk about attention and intention and mindfulness. And I never thought of it this way before, but Dennis Merritt Jones says, it's choice, not change, that determines where we end up. Isn't that an interesting way of looking at it? Because change is constant, right? Change is constant. It is all the time. Life does not stand still. Change is all the time. How are we dealing with that? How are we, what are our choices? What are the choices that we're making? And that that, in fact, is what affects the outcome, much more than the change itself. And I'm going to read a little bit from Dennis Merritt Jones here. It occurs to me how to live in the mystery and love it. This little person here, don't you love the sound of a child? Don't you just love that? Because they just can't wait to see what happens next and everything is fascinating. Even if it's just an inanimate object. They're just really excited about it. And wouldn't it be cool? Remember, we used to live like that. That's what we used to do. That's how we used to be. Anyway, sorry. Um, have you <laughs> I love them because they think I'm witty and fabulous. <laughs> have you ever stopped to consider the number of choices you make daily? 
This is an important question because the more conscious you are about your choices, the more likely it is you will end up where you want to be at the end of your stay on this planet. Other than the functions of the physical body, every moment of our life is defined by the choices that we make. Every minute. The choices that you make today have everything to do with who you shall become in the future. Every day you make countless choices, so why not make conscious choices? As an example, do you remember everything you chose to put in your body yesterday? Do you remember when you last thought about or avoided thinking about doing your exercise program, the actions you take or do not take to follow through? Those choices affect your physical body. Do you remember the words that came out of your mouth? Meaning, do you recall the manner in which you chose to speak to and treat every person with whom you had contact? And yes, that includes DirecTV and Comcast. (laughs) I said that out loud. Those choices affect the body of your relationships. Do you recall the day you made the choice to go to college or not? The day you decided to get additional training to enhance your job skills or not? The day you decided to buy or sell a home or not? To have children or not to? To take or leave a job or not to? Every single one of these choices affect your life as it is today. Every choice we make creates our life. Most of the choices we make are unconscious. How's that going to work? That's why sometimes we look at our lives and we wonder how we ended up here. Someone else must have done it. So conscious or unconscious, every single choice we have made has brought us to where we are today. From this point forward, every single choice we make, conscious or unconscious, will bring us to where we will end up. So we might want to decide to tune in. We might want to decide to pay attention. We might want to decide to make the choices out loud, because this is not the time to use autopilot. And doesn't it seem like that sometimes? Doesn't it seem like you kind of look back and you wonder what happened? And where were you when it happened? Or was that just me? Maybe it is. Because we're always choosing, and I don't know what... Oh, yes, this is Ernest Holmes, our founder, Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind, is quoted in here, back of the conflict of ideas, back of the din of external life and action, back, back in the innermost recesses of uplifted thought and silent contemplation, there is a voice. There is a voice. And we must learn to listen to this voice. Listen for it. Be quiet enough to listen for it. No one need go unguided through life, for all are divine at the center. And what he is talking about is that there is that within us that knows, that knows who we are, that always knows who we are, that never forgets who we are. And we can be quiet and listen. And then when we make a choice, it's a conscious choice. 
It's a choice for our best, for our highest, and we were there when we made it. <laughs> yeah. Yogi Berra said, if you know who Yogi Berra is, right? He's that New York Yankee guy that said all these things that on the surface of a sounded a little goofy, but if you listen to him, they're actually pretty cool. If you don't know where you're going, you might end up someplace else. <laughs> yeah. Because we choose how we show up in life. We choose whether we show up in life. If we choose not to show up in life, we chose not to show up. Because not choosing is still choosing, right? So we can choose, and the cool thing is, we can start now, today, right now. Every single second is a do-over. Every single second, we could decide to do it differently. We get to do that. We have the technology for that. And so we need not decide that, well, I'm 35, or I'm 45, or I'm 55, or I'm 65, or I'm 66, and it's too late. I've made my bed, I have to lie in it. No, you don't. Make a different bed. <laughs> it's your bed. <laughs> Do whatever you want. A long time ago, a few years ago, there was a person in my life that um, she had, would have all these grandiose plans and everything. And she said, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and whatever. And then months would go by, and so I'd be curious. I'd say, so how'd that, you know, how'd that work out? She said, oh, it, she said, it didn't happen. I always thought that was interesting. Because do you know, or maybe you are, someone who just kind of goes through, you could go through life just like you're a leaf blowing in the wind. And you just, things just kind of, you just got carried away. And you have no idea how you got to where you are. And you have no idea where you're going tomorrow. And you just kind of float along. You just kind of float along. I don't think that's what they mean by going in the, with the flow, but maybe it is. But do you know what I mean? Where you just kind of wake up one day and you look at your life and you wonder how you got here. And you wonder what you spent all your time doing. And you wonder if that was the best use of your time or maybe you could make different choices now. Do you know what I mean? We can choose. We choose all the time. It's a question of whether we're awake and we choose or whether we're on autopilot and we choose. But either way, we choose. And so in order to choose, you have to pay attention, right? You have to pay attention if you want to make a conscious choice. If you just want to float along like a leaf in a stream or in the wind or however kind of leaf you are, <laughs> you can do that. You can do that, but then you, you kind of get towards the end and you think, well, what the heck just happened, and where was I when it happened? I mean, I think that sometimes. I look back and I think, dang, that went really fast. I wish I would have paid closer attention. Where was I when that happened? Because the thing is, you can't go back and redo it, right? But you can start right now and do it differently. Right now, you can do it differently. And there is nobody keeping trap except maybe your mom. Nobody's keeping track of how you did it or why you did it or any of that stuff. And it doesn't matter anyway, because that was yesterday. Now it's today. Now it's now. And so you can choose now to do it differently. And you don't have to bring anything with you except that which is useful to you. That's it. So what is your vision for your life? Do you have a vision for your life? Do you have an intention for your life? Why do you think you're here? What's yours to do? 
What sets you apart from the person sitting next to you? Because something does. We teach in science of mind that there's only one life and that everybody's an expression of it. And so I figure it makes sense to me that um, there's a reason for that. That how I show up on this planet is different than how anybody else shows up. And we don't have to talk about whether that's good or bad. But do you know what I mean? Everybody has, is just a little bit different. So everybody has something just a little bit different to give. Something a little bit different to contribute. What's yours? Because there's no substitution. Nobody else can do exactly what's yours to do, exactly the way that it's yours to do it. So what is it? Because to me, it's like Christmas every single day, and I'm the present. (laughs) So I want to open it and see what's there. And I want to know what's mine to do. And then I can get excited about it, and I can get excited about my life. And then I can get excited about your life, and I can remind you to get excited about your life. Do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. So almost 20 years ago, in Santa Rosa, California, someone told me to go to this service because they thought it would be something I might be interested in. And I was in Santa Rosa, California at the Luther Burbank Center, which is a big venue. They have... um, I saw the Everly Brothers there once. That was awesome. Anyway, um, but that, that's not what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> anyway, so I went to the service, and uh, there's hundreds of people there. And I came in. I sat way in the back. And up on the stage, big stage, was Reverend Mary Murray Shelton. And she was speaking that Sunday. She was the senior minister at the time in Santa Rosa. And she was awesome, because she's awesome. And I was sitting there listening to her, and all of a sudden, this thought just came. And it said, you can do that. I didn't go back there for months. (laughs) Because it scared me, and because I didn't believe that, really. Um, because I perceive myself as someone who flew under the radar, and looking back, that probably wasn't true either. But I wasn't somebody who would get up in front of people and talk. I wasn't somebody who'd even get up in front of people and introduce myself. That wasn't who I perceived myself to be at all. I went back again, and I just got the same feeling. And it was ridiculous. It's one of those things where you look behind you because you assume that God's talking to somebody else or whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so... I just took a step. I started taking classes, and I just kind of kept going. Now, I didn't see myself yet up here doing this. It took years before I would even entertain, but I just thought, okay, I will just take the next step, and I'll just keep taking the next step. So I had an intention that just kind of grew, and I focused on it, and I grew it because I just kept doing it. Because at some point, I figured out that I didn't have to figure out how I was going to do that. Um, Because I was 40-something, and my first thought, well, I can't, you know, go to school. I'm too old to do that. I can't change my entire life simply by changing my mind. I mean, I can't. (laughs) And I did. I had all sorts of reasons not to do it, but there was something in me that just kept doing it. And so I finally realized I didn't have to figure all that stuff out. If that was mine to do, then 
the way would be made clear. My job was just to take the next step. So that's what I did. That's what I did. I made conscious choices over and over and over again, trusting that if that presented itself, then that must be mine to do, and God could figure out the details. Because details can be very entertaining and somewhat distracting, don't you find? You can get really, really involved in trying to figure out all the little deals, and then you don't have to do anything. You can, you can just do the drawing board, Excel spreadsheet thing. So anyway, yeah. So we have to pay attention to the choices that we are making and notice that many of them we are making on autopilot, and maybe we want to change that. Maybe we want to change that to make choices that create a life that we want to be in, to create a life that, that, that is passionate, that feels good, that we can get excited about, so that every morning we can wake up that, like that little person back there and we're just can't wait, we just can't wait to see what's going to happen. So we're living in the mystery and we're loving it. Isn't that fun? Isn't that a lot better than, you know, what is it, same crap, different day, or however you say that, I don't know. It's something like that. And so what this involves then is mindfulness. We have to pay attention. And we have to practice calling ourselves back. And for many of us, what works is, is basically using the breath and calling ourselves back into our body so we get accustomed to inhabiting where we are at the time so that we don't miss it and wonder what happened. You know, so that we're not on autopilot. So it's not one of those things where you get in your car and you end up someplace and maybe that's not whether you go there on Sunday, but you don't go there on Wednesday. And how did that happen? <laughs> you know, because it happens. So there are practices and there are many of them in this book. At the end of every chapter, he has little exercises. He calls them mindfulness practices that you can do that are really practical practices. <laughs> And that are easy to do and that are relevant to your life and, and at fun. And you'd be amazed at what's, what's, in, what's, in, what's in you. You'd be amazed at what's in you. And I know this because I look around, I talked about this first service. The idea behind this philosophy and the reason some of us are in service as ministers and practitioners and such is that we are excited about the possibility of who and what we are. And that what is ours to do is to uh, model and to, to witness other people changing their lives. And what's exciting is to look out, and I can, again, look out and see people that I've known for 10 years or more and see how their lives have changed, see how, how they have stepped out. We have people um, singing professionally. We have people um, doing CDs and writing songs and getting them recorded. And we have all kinds of stuff going on here. People, this transforms lives, literally, this philosophy, to the extent that we show up and practice it. We create lives that are exciting, that are fun, that are joy-filled. And isn't that, wouldn't, isn't that, I think that's what, I think that's the deal. We weren't, we weren't created to sit on the sidelines and watch somebody else live their life. We weren't created to at some point in our own lives, look back and realize that we missed the whole thing because we weren't there. Because this is a gift. This is a gift that we are given to be here. We're only here really for a very short time. And I'm not going to talk about what happens after this because I don't know what happens after this. 
I know it's good because it's God, and I trust that. But that's not my job. My job is right here, right now. And in order to do my job, I have to be awake and alert, and I have to pay attention. And I have to ask myself all the time, what is mine to do? What is mine to do here? What's my assignment? What's my job? However, lang whatever language you use that speaks to you. Because we all are a gift. We're all unique. If we weren't required to be here, there would only be literally one of us here, right? It's the one expressing as the many. I figure there's a logical reason for that somewhere. And so for me, it's every day is literally Christmas and I'm the present. And I can't wait to see what's there next. And sometimes I forget and I don't like what I see. I can change that. I can change that. And it's exciting, and it makes life literally worth living because I'm in it and because you're worth it. Every single one of you is worth it. There's brilliance in this room. There is art in this room. There's creativity in this room. There's intelligence in this room that's showing up as each one of you in a way that it doesn't show up in anybody else. And if you don't give it, we're going to have to do without it, and I don't want to do that because I want it all. So, oh, this is important too. The art of uncertainty. Uncertainty and certainty are human terms. They mean nothing. We made them up. We made them up. I would rather live and make up words like passion and love and stuff like that. There is no such thing as certain and uncertain. There just is, is. That's it. So he speaks about the journey to the place we never really left, which I think is lovely. And I think what he's speaking to is that voice. What he's speaking about is that place that I believe um, that is the truth of every single one of us, that was us when we came onto this planet and is still us when we leave. It's that part of us, that aspect of us that knows exactly who we are, that is pure love, and that is just quietly, quietly, quietly waiting for us to show up as the truth of who we are. Because I don't think this is the time to play small. Do you know what I mean? It's not the time to play small. Life is big. Life is big. So let's live it. There's a quote in here, we travel to the ends of the earth to see wonders of the world, and we pass by ourselves without ever wondering. Because this is brilliant. Life is brilliant. And it's us. The wonder of it all, it's us. There's so much, there's so much here, there's so much here to express and to explore and to be excited about. I'm going to close with this quote. May you always come to the edge of your uncertainties and lean over, knowing that you were born to soar. Let us pray. And so in this moment of remembering, I am remembering that there's only one. I call it God. There's only one, it's pure love, 
it is forever, expressing in, through, and as all of its creation. That means everything. That means everyone. It means all the time. It can't be shut off. It can't be dismissed. It can't be turned off. It can't be anything but what it is, which is the life force of God itself, expressing as all of us, I know that means me, I know it means everyone in this room, all of us, perfect, brilliant expressions of love itself, fully equipped, nothing missing, nothing left out. I speak this word for and about all of us right now, affirming and knowing a willingness to stop long enough to remember who we are and to breathe into that remembering knowing that we are always supported, that we are always loved, that there is that within us that knows exactly who we are and that loves us. And I claim for each one of us a willingness to step up, to step out, to be willing to find out who we are, what is our gift, and then take the next step, knowing that there is that that steps with you every step of the way, always. And I'm grateful to know this. I'm grateful to know that life itself expresses as each one of us that we are love itself and that we are worth it. And in gratitude for this remembering, I release this word knowing it's the truth, knowing that at this very second, universes and galaxies are rushing to reform themselves around the outpicturing of this truth. I'm grateful. I let it be. And so it is. is. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.